This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Craig, uh, you have the unique experience of uh, maybe following the footsteps of uh, Bob Brenly and uh, Jim Leland, who both took over teams for the first time, won World Series. Uh, you were on both teams. So I wonder if you could feel you can catch magic in the bottle one more time. I like that. Um, well, that that's certainly the goal. That's that's why you're here. Um, there's there's a I would say there's a lot of work to do between now and that point. And you know, at this point, for for myself and for the team, it's 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 really about connecting and, and getting to know each other, um, understanding some routines, and and really interacting. That's that's the most important thing is that we get to know each other, um, that they hear me talk players hear me talk um, and that we get to our process and our routines and, and that's what forms the Cubs. That's what forms us. Jed, as you get started here, um, you guys missed the playoffs by one game last year. What, like, what gives you the confidence that you guys can take that next step this year uh, to, to get into the playoffs? Yeah, Lena, you know, last year was exciting in so many ways and I think that we did a lot of really good things, obviously, but you know we struggled in September and, and, and fell a game short with a team that I feel like you know probably should have been in the postseason. And I think you know we've added some really good players this winter. I do think that uh, we have a lot of, of young players and, and and some young veteran players that I think have a chance to take take real steps forward. And I think that's the you know, the most exciting thing for me is I feel like we have a deep roster and we have a deep roster of, of players I think have, that have a chance to continue to get better. And um, I think that gives me a lot of hope that, that, that we can, um, you know, accomplish this year what, what we couldn't last year. Jim, you said that CubsCon that you were fourth or fifth inning of the offseason. How would you characterize where you are at a team building standpoint at this point? Yeah. You know, I think the closure is definitely warming up at this point, you know. Um, uh, there's a lot of good free agents out there. Certainly it's been a really late, evolving offseason. And so, um, you know, every day we're in, in, in contact with different free agents, and we may well, you know, add one or more players to the, to the roster. But at this point, you know, as we sit down and, and think about it, I mean, it is February 14th. You know, it is day one of spring training, and we're trying to focus on the guys that are here. Uh, how do you balance that when, like you said, it's day one of spring training, trying to focus on the guys that are here, but you also are negotiating with 
potentially guys that may you may add to the ball club. I mean, that's that's our job. You know, I think that he's managing the team every day, and he's out there with the players. And um, you know, sure, I'll go out there and uh, watch a few bullpens and things like that. But ultimately, our job is is you know more behind the scenes. You know, we'll. We know we're always talking to agents this time of year. There's always players still left on the market, so that's that's nothing new. Um, but again, I you know I'm not out there every day with the players. I think our job is to talk to agents and, and to handle other things you know, behind the scenes. Jim, not a ton of lefty options um, for you guys right now. As far as depth in the organization, are there guys that you foresee maybe being able to contribute when it comes to managing those matchups as the season starts? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll continue to um, both look at free agency and look look internally. Uh, are you talking about left-handed bats? Or are you talking left-handed? Yeah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, we were excited to bring in Michael Bush. Obviously, he had a really good year in the minors last year, and um, you know, we're excited to bring his bat into the lineup. Um, we have some young players that, that certainly can can help, but you know, that's something we we talked about a lot internally that we are a pretty right-handed team, and um, those right-handed hitters are gonna have to hit right-handed pitching. Hey, I wonder as you get to know your players, like how much does it help that, that a lot of these guys were competing against you for so many years, like and had respect for how your Brewers teams play? Does that help you as you kind of get to know guys and begin this process with the new team? Yeah, I, th- I think it cuts both ways. Really, is like they they've seen me and I've seen them a lot too. So there's you know, I, I mean, I was just talking to Justin Steele about not understanding how we couldn't score against you. You know, I mean, like, the Brewers couldn't score against you. And I like that he's got the, the facial hair back because then I'm just, I just, he was clean cut for his wedding. I didn't like that, really. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so there's some familiarity from competing for sure. And, and that feels good. It really does. Um, and, uh, it, it, and really, it, it's, there's already a connection there because of that, um, and I like that, and it's a place for us to start uh, start a conversation. Craig, did you uh, have to adjust your uh, route to this park, and did you start to go to Maryville? What's it been no. like for you? No, it's, it's a very nice drive over here. Um, no, it's 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 been great. I'm 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 really enjoying myself. I really, I'm having, I've had a ton of fun the last couple of days, just kind of go home at night and I was like, it's just a full day. Um, and look like this is like making new relationships, a huge challenge in front of you. Um, that's, that's it for me. You know, that's, that's why you're here and that's fun. Um, and so getting a chance to, to, to talk to a bunch of staff yesterday, today to talk to some to players, um, you know, it's it's the it's the best part about it, and and forming the relationships that kind of really start today on a first official day. Um, you know, make make it make you excited, make you scared, and and uh, it's the right kind of energy that you want. Carter, uh, how difficult has it been to navigate the Bollinger conversation to keep the lines open with you and Jed, and at the same time, you know, trying not to either way the media or the fan base as you negotiate with one of the most uh, accomplished agents in the game. Yeah, I think kind of as Jed alluded to, there's just so many things going on this time of year, you know, in addition to major league free agents, minor league free agents, player development, you know, scouting's getting up and running, international scouting's going hard. Like, we have plenty of things that are happening on a day-to-day basis, you know, each and every year. And, you know, having other free agent negotiations going on is nothing new to us. So it's kind of business as usual for, from that standpoint. And, you know, Jed's obviously 
uh, one of the easier people to work with, at least obvious to me, and um, you know, definitely enjoy that and excited about getting into the spring. It's kind of a tightrope, though, isn't it, when you're trying to balance uh, things and not say the wrong thing or mislead people when you're talking about something that so seems so important to the fan base? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we don't necessarily feel like it's a tightrope as much as, you know, we're just telling the truth and trying to do our jobs and trying to win as many baseball games for the Cubs as possible. And if we do that, we're likely not going to uh, get ourselves in any trouble. So, Chad, what, what is the truth about uh, Bellinger and the pursuit? And, I mean, obviously you're going to be fully transparent here with us. <laughs> and I mean, and I've how said, hopeful are you that something might happen? Um, yeah, I've said you know, dozens of times, I think at this point, you know, I have, no, I have nothing but admiration for him. You know, he had a, he came in last year, uh, coming off to, um, you know, struggle, struggling, poor seasons, you know, in LA. And I think wanted that fresh start. He came in here, worked incredibly hard, you know, every day here with Dustin Kelly in the off season. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's gratifying to watch someone's hard work pay off, you know, um, obviously had a great year last year. Um, he was a really good teammate. Um, so, I, you know, like I said, I have a ton of admiration for for Cody, and um, I've said that a ton. What, what, where are things trying to bring him back? I mean, like I said, we're talking to tons of different free agents right now, and um, we'll continue to to do that. Jed, just kind of off that, you know, if, if this roster kind of is what it is, and there aren't any more major additions over the next couple of weeks, do you feel like the front office has given Craig a, a playoff caliber? Roster, how do you kind of look at the the team as a whole right now, and obviously what you guys want to accomplish this season? Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to feel you know complete. You know, in my twenty plus years, I've never gotten to a place where I felt like uh, you just kind of turn it over to the manager and, and like you know went and played golf. And that's not how this this thing works. You know, I think that we're always going to be looking for upgrades um, both now and and all season long, and that's what that's that's our job. Um, yeah, I'm excited about where we are as an organization. I think that we have a lot of good young veteran players on the team. I think we have uh, a ton of young talent. And um, I'm probably more excited for this spring than most springs just because we have so much young talent in camp. And that's what's really you know fun in this job is watching those guys play, watching those guys develop. You know, young players, young talent, that's, that's where the game is right now. That's the currency of, of baseball. And um, you know, that's the part of our, the organization that gives me the – uh, the most confidence, and I'm, I'm excited to watch those guys every day this spring. He mentioned your experience in Milwaukee, kind of bringing some young players similar to him into that uh, team. How much are you looking for that challenge where the list of young players is going to keep getting longer that you have to kind of integrate into the, the big league club? Yeah, I mean, there's look, it's a strength of the organization right now, and uh, there are it is the best part of this camp, right? There's a number of young players, one that are like already here, but still have like growth. You know they have growth as big leaguers left, and then there's a big group, and I put PCA in that group that are like that. These are these are important camps because of just their exposure to a bunch of major league players. They're kind of they're looking to make the next step, and our job is to help them take the next step. And it's it's a it's a messy, generally, it's usually a messy process a little bit, um, but it's really fun. Um, and in the end, you know, you look back on players that I think as coaches and as managers that you got to have from day one, and you're so proud of those guys, right? Because you take the journey, kind of that major league journey with them um, 
um, for, for a long time. And, and that's, that's really rewarding and really exciting. And it is the game today. It, you have, we have to have those players um, so that we have so many of them. And this camp um, is a great place to start. Do you want to follow on Megan? Thank you. Um, <clears throat> just maybe a little rephrasing, but, but you said you never feel complete enough. But of course, there are degrees of that. So if you're as you are today, if that's the roster going in, have you had a good off season? Have you done enough? Yeah, I think we added. You know, I think we added some good players this off season, and I think that that natural um, maturity and growth of our young players will will add a lot as well. You know, I look back on you know where we were a year ago, and then some of the players that have have stepped forward, and now we're considering those guys established big leaguers. Like he mentioned, Justin Steele. You know, a year ago, I don't think we were talking about him in the same way. And the hope is that we look back a year from now, and you know, there's five, six of those guys that have now established themselves as as, as Cubs. So, like I said, I'm excited about where things are right now, and I'm excited to get going. What's, what, what's your, your message on a new team, new players? What, what, what do you tell them uh, to start your spring training? Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's no speech that changes the world right now. <laughs> That's a big misconception, I think, about sports. We should, They make movies about it, but... <laughs> um, you know, it, it's really about us connecting as a group. That's that's what we're our job is right now, um, and our job is to kind of take care of the things you take care of the first ten days. It's not to get too far ahead of ourselves. It's to take care of so that's health. It's to take care of the the small things we're doing with the the, the kind of the fundamentals we're doing with pitchers over the next ten days. Um, that's that's the job right now. Um, and as we as we you know that's what and that's what spring training is about right now um, as we get closer to the season and and as we have interacted together um, and and we kind of develop some relationships that's when that's when the real kind of team building I think starts process how do you envision that for yourself and for the players who are getting as well I mean that's just coming to work every day you know that, that's how you act I mean, you come to work every day you have a good day you interact um, you talk to people Try to learn names. Um, I got a notebook of trying to learn names. That's not easy. That's a challenge right now. I'm, I feel really bad on time number three when I don't know their name. That's that's what I'm struggling with. You know what I mean? That's my that's my uh, then I that's when I hit myself. Um, but it's like so that and that but it's fun too. And then you make a joke of it. Um, and so, but I, I'm enjoying doing that, and, and that's my job right now, because that's, that's about getting to know everybody and starting the relationships and um, interacting, and that's the fun part. In uh, preparing for college last year, what did you see of his adjustments, and uh, what did you guys uh, do to try to combat uh, those adjustments? I don't, I, I don't know if I could tell you that. I don't really remember that, honestly. I mean, he had, he had a great season last year. In the, in the relationship building process, like what do you want these guys above all to know about you as you start to work with them? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're just going to be direct with them. Um, that's number one, and then and then the number two is that um, that we're building. We want to be have something special here, and the responsibility that goes along with being on a on a great team. Um, you know, we want everybody to take part in that and realize that it's um, it's fun, but it's also challenging. One thing that we've heard from a couple of people is that you seem to have more of a focus on like individual work during spring training. Like, what does that look like 
terms of like structure wise? Um, it's it, so it, it's just a camp thing. It's nothing you'll notice for a little while. Maybe until game start, you won't see any of it. But it's just it's just a little tweak on the structure of spring that that I I think is helpful for coaches and players. Um, you know, look, we're at we. These guys, the players get evaluated so much through, you know, th through statistics, through video, through tech, you know, and and so what what I want to provide, like in spring, when when the results in the the results don't matter, right? And we can like al really allow teaching and coaching to go on, um, like on a individual basis. We have access to so much space here and fields here. And so that's kind of the nature of that is just like one-on-one -on -one time for coaches and players or small groups with coaches and players. Is that mostly because this, this is really the only time in their lives they'll be able to have that again for, for six weeks every year? Is that kind of thing? You can't really do it during the season. No, you just, you just don't get to do it during the season, and the schedule doesn't let us do it. Um, so it's, 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 to do, it's, it's because of that, essentially. It's, it's nothing. I, I'm not going to – don't sell this as anything <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> but I am not reinventing the wheel by any means. Last year, you guys had a bad start and had a great comeback, bad ending. Uh, how much will that play into this? It's a lot of the same players back. Can they use what happened last year as a, as a positive that they did get back in the race? And were, yeah, I think it's a lot of positives from last year. I mean, we were 10 games under, and to fight to get tw to 12 games over, I thought was super impressive. And I think that says a lot about the character of the, of the team, of the coaches. Um, I do feel like that sprint took a toll, um, and you know uh, when you're when you're winning like that every night, and then the toll that takes on the bullpen. I do think we had to play catch up, you know, too much, and so um, I think that's probably a lesson to, to take from it. You know, it's uh, it, it's hard to, to sprint like that for for three months, but um, they should be they should be proud of themselves and proud of what they of what they accomplished during that during that period, and obviously. Um, I think for all of us, there's a you know kind of a bitter taste in our mouth that we weren't able to complete that because I think that would have been a really special uh, playoff team having you know like I said been ten games under and, and making the playoffs. So uh, hopefully that that uh, bitterness kind of fueled everyone uh, a little bit this offseason. Greg, you, you never uh, you never look nervous. You, you always you know boil over. You seem kind of like unruffled all the time. I mean that. And, uh, is that is that how you are? Would you have been kind of in your wheelhouse last season as you know this stress mounted for what the way the cup schedule went? Is, is that the kind of thing you're really good at? And uh, do you have any like here today, new job? Do you have anxiety? Do you have fear that we just don't see? Yeah, I mean, I think we all. Yeah, we, I mean, I've told you we have it for sure. We all we should you should have some anxiety. Like if you're not, I think you're probably over it if you don't have the anxiety right like you're so um of course you have some of it but it's the good it, there's the good kind and the bad kind so if, if that makes sense and i think it's the good stuff um i i think i'm i like being nervous in the dugout like i i think like that's when you're locked in if that makes sense you know like there's there's a little you should be on a on edge to get that's you need to be on edge to get locked in. I think maybe that's how I do it. I guess, but I, I think that's how the right way to. That's for me. That's how it works for me. So, um, look, any any, you know, you, we, 
if you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to play really critical games in September every year, you know. And and so that's that's you know what's coming. Um, that's how a season works. Um, those games, those are going to be critical games, and that's how that's that's what we plan on. That's what we want to have happen this year. Carter, uh, now that you guys have gotten eyes on Shoda in camp, um, what's kind of been the first impression of him and? Um, how do you guys help him prepare for you know his first season here and and, and obviously the, the workload that comes with that? Yeah, I think we're definitely all struck by uh, just how outgoing he's been. Um, you know, I think you know, obviously there's different personalities from, and different people and kind of the juxtaposition of him versus Saya. It's, it's been interesting. He's he's definitely kind of been the life of the, of the clubhouse to some extent early on, and I think that'll be good for both Saya and Shoda to to have that uh, that partnership, but. Um, you know, I think for us, it's it's really about trying to throttle him down a little bit uh, early in camp. You know, I think everyone comes into a new environment and wants to do a little bit more um, than everyone thinks that they're going to do. And for someone like Shota, that we're going to have to have for 162, you know, games and, and more after that, and then for several years after that, making sure that you know we're not uh, doing anything right now that's going to hurt us in September or October. Experiencing 60 plus, 70 plus outings for the first time last year. How important is a Hector Norris just to that group, a guy who's done it year after year and finished in the postseason, just as a not, not only would he bring something about, but just that resource? Yeah, that's why we targeted him. I think um, the fact that <clears throat> he provides real leadership down there, I think, you know, all the. Um, References we got on him were that he does provide real leadership and stability in the in the bullpen. Um, the fact that he's done it year after year, um, as you said, you know, pitching for for seven months every year is really critical. Um, I think our bullpen. I think those guys learned a lot last season. Uh, for a lot of those guys, it was their first time through it. It was a hard run, like we talked about, and um, so certainly we're all hopeful that adding near us helps that group, but also that they got the experience from, you know. Uh, being pushed really hard, and they can come back and sort of understand, you know, what the workload feels like a little bit more. Greg, a lot's been said about uh, how you handle a bullpen. Do you think it's a, it's been an overstatement, or that you just, you know, you're saying handling all 26 men, not just a good at handling a bullpen uh, during uh, 162 games? Yeah, I mean, I, look, you just. You're making good, trying to make good decisions every single day. Um, you know, certainly good players help you do that. Um, that good players help you make better decisions. Um, and at, at, at the end of the game, that's that's certainly true. Um, but it's, you know, we're we're trying to manage everything. We're trying to just, just talk to the pitchers about the game is 27 outs, and and we are connected and trying to get 27 outs together. And you guys all rely on each other, and that's that's how I treat it. I treat it like 27 outs. I treat it like we're all connected from the day before and from the next day, um, and and you're putting that puzzle together to win a game and to keep them healthy. Um, that's what you're trying to do every single day. Jed, you said going back to guys taking the next step. You hope a year from now, five or six guys take that step like Steele. Who are you in particular really thinking can you know not to pinpoint just make one or two, but who are you really focused on? To, can, believe they can make that step this year. Yeah, I don't want to single guys out because I'll wind up forgetting someone that's that's really important. But um, you know, we have a lot of a lot of guys that sort of haven't yet made that step to be, you know, uh, established big leaguers. You know, like I'll add Nico to that group like with Steele. Like he's kind of made that step now where I think we, you kind of have a sense of what to expect from him. 
I think we have a number of guys that that are trying to make that jump, and I think that that's uh, like I said, that's that that's the fun part of this is watching those guys do that because you know, that's how you know in my experience the way teams overachieve and the way the way teams have special seasons is by having guys you know do things they weren't projected to do, and you know I think that we have a number of guys in this camp that I think have the chance to exceed expectations, make that step, and I think that's how you end up. You know, you're stacking those players on top of each other. That's how you end up having a special season. We have time for two more. Even this is your first in the job and you know new players. Is there a comfort level just because you had seen these guys so many times over the years? Yeah, I mean, there is. It it really it really does feel comfortable. Um, I mean, I one I spent time in the complex like in December and January. Um, Got to know a group of people then. Um, certainly, I've spent time at Wrigley this winter. There's a big group of players that run through Wrigley all winter. Uh, so got to know some of the core guys there. Um, and then, yeah, this I mean, this place feels familiar for sure. And, and because I've been pretty closely associated with, you know, because competing against them, it, it does feel familiar. And that does make it easier, no question about it. Since the season ended, he doesn't seem very worried about when his next opportunity is going to come at the big league level. Um, just what is like he made, like he mentions wanting to bring Belly back, or he talks about Mike Talkman even potentially being there. What does that kind of tell you about who he is as a person outside of just a player on the field? Yeah, um, I think I've mentioned this. I, I sat down with him at the end of the season in, in Milwaukee. We were up there and we had a great conversation at the end of the season, and we talked about how. I think what happened when he came up, I think it's going to be the best thing that ever happened in his career. I think that um, having some struggles, um, learning at the big league level, I think is something he needed. And I know he worked unbelievably hard this winter. Uh, he was here at the complex almost every day, hitting with Dustin Kelly, um, making some adjustments that he knows he needs to make. Um, I think he's in great mental space. He looks great physically. Uh, he's been working on his swing. And he's a good teammate. I think he wants the Cubs to win. Um, I think he knows he's a really good player. I think he knows he can help help us win baseball games. And he wants other people around here that can help us win games too. So um, the fact that he's so open about that, I think, uh, says a lot about his character. Um, and I'm super proud of what he did this winter. Jed, after a show to sign, I think he said something like, it would be unlikely that yeah, more to the rotation. Is that still the case? Or like there's one or more additions? What would that look like? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're still monitoring monitoring free agency, and I mean, I there's never a day that I'm going to feel like we have enough depth pitching wise. Like it can't happen, you know. Um, you're always just going to want to, you know, bring in more and more arms and more and more guys to protect you. So, um, you know, could there be additional um, additions, whether it be on a major league contract or a minor league contract? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but like we can't ever stop looking because, like I said, you never feel as though you have enough arms to get through this marathon. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 